0: Good day, day, listeners. This is your program again. Chat with Toy. I'm so happy for you tuning in and uh, listening to the podcast, whatever platform by which you are listening, maybe on Apple, on Spotify, on Anchor, on your Viber, on your WhatsApp. That's so great. Nice having you. And uh, my chat is, you are the strength, you are the energy. You are the energy that keeps me moving. She's going to tell us a little bit about herself. But her name is Victoria. Victoria, you are welcome to the program.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I
0: told my my chat is about... um, the work of technology and how technology is actually helping me. I'm so thrilled. I'm using everything within me for this technology to even do this program. I live in Ireland like my churches, you know, but my guest today is all the way from mm. the United Kingdom. <laughs> Thank you so much. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So, Victoria, you are welcome to the program. Um, we're going to discuss Thank today you. about uh re- sex and relationship and um i just okay. want you to, to for the sake of writing, yeah.
1: everyone um thank you to... for having me until this is really really a great privilege um i like i've been introduced my name is victoria i work for a charity um and i support victims of domestic abuse and sexual violence and the support in my support capacity i help them flee their abusive partners i help them understand the dynamics of a healthy and unhealthy relationship as well as um, help them get support from local agencies um, counseling services and any other local authority that they may be involved in so i act as their advocate um, to support these women and i provide a listening ear to them as well so that's the remit of my thank work thank you
0: so much it's wonderful that uh, we have a lot of people you know doing excellent and uh, wonderful work in the society helping other people and thank you so much victoria for all that you do for others on behalf of people that you are helping and you are work with i want to say thank you for all you do now straight to this question today i have some questions i have some questions. <laughs> For, for, for you That's know, fine. I want to start and uh, someone, someone call my attention to something that is trending on Instagram there is this man he, the daughter um, clock 15 today and you know the proud man the proud father put it on Instagram oh my daughter is 15 today you know uh, and everything and whatever happy birthday to my daughter and then the next thing there were men, older men, that started praying on these girls, mm. saying all sorts of things. You won't even want to know the the the, the, the wow. kind of comments that these uh people, the elderly men, they were all men apparently, and there were his followers. They started putting on the comments, and you see most of them. I say mm. uh, the, the comments actually most of them. He might not even know them. I don't think he knows everybody. You know his Instagram. You have seventy thousand people. You have two thousand people following you. How many do you actually know? So they started saying the comment like, "Oh, she's so ripe. Look at everything is out. This one is ripe to be dealt with." Wow. You know, making sexual comment, and it was. Actually, Mm. actually, I just see that it's a perversion of abuse sexual abuse. And you know, I imagine these are the same uncle, these are the same people that can be like an uncle coming to the house. Oh, you are so you are such a big girl now. Come and sit on my lap, whatever that Mm -hmm. is, whatever inspiration that is. So, what do you think about that? Please. Actually,
1: you know what? My thoughts was, it it saddens me that this is the world we live in. Mm. I think we need to understand, first and foremost, that the world we live in is desperately wicked. Like, there are lots of people with very evil intentions and evil thoughts in their head. And because of the freedom of speech and social media, people can now translate that evil thoughts they have onto Pages and social media. Mm. It's very sad. If you look at it from a legal yes. st- standpoint, the legal need for consent is 16. Yeah. Okay. And these people technically are breaching the law by being so perverse. But because they've not acted on it, they won't be seen as necessarily doing anything apart from being disgusting old men. But legally, if they were to approach that girl, it would be seen as a form of child abuse legally that's a fact but putting the legal things aside if we look at it from a moral point of view it is sad that men think that it's okay to to objectify a woman or a young girl because of their sexual desires and this all comes down to people's perverse nature their their sinful nature in themselves their nature their primal nature to even have those kind of sexual thoughts towards a young girl mm coming from an african background and like you said earlier that you have these uncles who will be like oh look at this girl you've grown up Or look at you you're not older these are very unfortunately common things we grow up with having one uncle or one auntie so even aunties let's make it broad there are women out there that will objectify young wow. girls
0: and objectify young yeah girls young
1: boys? boys and girls people Tell have different this is the thing this is the reason why we need to because sometimes you hear things and you you kind of think gosh why is this shocking me <laughs> but unfortunately in the world that we live in that people have thoughts once we accept that people are desperately wicked dip in their hearts and people have really dark thoughts it would be very easy for us to not 100% judge wow. because you'd be like how dare this person think like that that person has evil mm. thoughts anybody can have evil thoughts the question is do they act on it mm. so we now get to see a lot of people acting on their evil thoughts on social media because they know that on no one can really do and it? call them out on it rather than sweep it all down the carpet or, or ignore it it is not right. Nobody mm. should have to be objectified, regardless of if she look beautiful. There are more civilized ways of making that comment than saying things like that. Mm. And just a question. Was and did anybody challenge these men for what they were yeah, saying? A lot did anybody of went
0: on there raging and talking to them like what they said is no good, condemning them. But you know one thing yeah. is they did deed has been done, they said it. You as know, they, they did as yeah. they done. They said it, and what shocked me <laughs> is the fact that um, this men, these supposedly men, that made that comment—they have their own children. And they, yeah, yes, they, might, they, they have their own children. How would such a father feel if their daughter seen the, the comment they made on Instagram to an it was fifteen year old girl? How would that? Or how, how do they think their daughter will feel? you know what do you think think?
1: i think people are forgetting that everyone is very self-focused those men were not thinking about their family or their children they were not thinking that way because if they started from that point of thinking of other people Mm. they won't make that comment their mind was totally focused on their sexual desire at that point they were not thinking out of who would it who would it harm who would it who with its affect? they were just thinking of gratifying their flesh. And it's just like someone who's an addict. They want that drug so bad, they don't care how they get it. And people seem to wonder, oh, but why didn't you think of A and why didn't you think of B? They didn't think of A and B. That's the main fact because that was not their focus. Their focus was on number one themselves. And that's why those men will not think of their family. They will not think of their family at that point. And when things blow up, and people start pointing it out, they start wondering, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that, but you didn't. Mm. Because you went with your first instinct, which was you, and to satisfy mm. you. That was what that's what I'm thinking. You you can't people always ask that question, but the simple answer is that no, they did not think of their family. They did not think of their mm. children. Or probably they lost their family or their children because of their perverse nature and their selfishness. So they are lonely old men that mm. have no one or there are lonely old men that go about seeking out vulnerable girls to live out their
0: evil desires it could be mm. anyone mm. 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 But mm. Is. thank you so much thank you so much thank you so much another thing i want to uh, another question i want to ask you is the fact that um how do you how, how, how can we protect young girls i think the best way is to educate
1: our young women i think they need to be empowered within themselves to be able to live in this kind of world because at the end of the day that girl's dad cannot protect her all her life and if she doesn't have the foundational knowledge and truths to protect herself she is going to grow up and meet more perverse men like that so she should be able to handle it at that age she should be thoughts about how to protect herself from comments like this i think the root start of protecting those young girls is by educating them letting them understand that certain behaviors are not acceptable certain things are not acceptable you have a right to say no you have a right to not go down or you know respond to an uncle that is being disgusting you don't have to do that and they need to be empowered to do that because looking at a lot of young people that have been abused in a young age Partly, is because they felt they could not say no. That this was an authority figure in their lives or someone that apparently their parents liked. So they felt they could not say no to uncle. But that needs to change. Young girls should be able to be taught to say, look, if uncle touches you in another way, you need to tell somebody. Don't matter. Even if I'm laughing with uncle and playing with uncle, you can still tell me. And that's the empowerment that a lot of young girls need right. and they don't have because they feel scared my parents are not going to believe me because daddy and or mommy and this person always laughs and he buys markets from mommy's hand so i can't tell mommy because she wow. won't believe me and that is the fear because we have not been educated but imagine a young girl that has been trained to say look i don't care whichever friend i'm working with Even if I laugh with them, I play golf with them, or I go on holidays with them. If they touch you in a way that you do not like, if they speak to you in a way that you do not like, you come and tell me, and that would transform young women around the world on how to approach being abused or being objectified by men or being sexualized. And that will make them stand up for themselves. But if a girl is not trained to understand that, she will accept a lot of things. She would think it's normal. She wouldn't be able to speak up and say her own voice because she's been muted all her life. So that's where I think education.
0: And now talking about education, Victoria, thank you so much. Because you see they said when you educate a woman, you actually educate a nation. But uh now talking about educating our girls about this, what is the appropriate age to start the education of educating these young people, young girls? (laughs) <laughs>
1: i think that's it. that's a that's an age-old hmm. debate because um first and foremost here in in, the U- in london i don't know about ireland they are looking to roll out a new sexual education okay. program for yeah. schools we're looking at people in reception and teenage it was something that was discussed in the news and i, th- I remember being at work hearing this and thinking that is just absolutely wrong teaching young people young children how to gratify themselves and that I thought that was an mm-mm. and that caused a big rampage people were like I'm gonna homeschool my kids better tell all that stuff but I personally think that the best age to start educating children about sexual things is when they are being more exposed to it so that is something I think every individual individual parents should judge because for example I live in a, in an area of London that is quite white British so it's not a lot of black okay. people in it but very few and it's more like countryside and i have my niece and nephew the things they're exposed to and this is not being judgmental is very different from someone who lives in south london peckham they are not mm, exposed to the same things mm, absolutely not
0: because
1: <laughs> i go in, exactly i go into peckham i see what these kids are exposed to and i see what the kids in my ends are exposed to so i think parents should judge based on What the children are being exposed to, then start talking about it at that point. Do not let it um, end. Don't don't let it get to the point whereby it becomes way too obvious before you now actually have to talk to them about it. Because if you don't talk to them, they will talk to their friends. They will talk to social media. They will talk to somebody else. But. (laughs) you need to and if they get their information from other places by the time you come with your information they wouldn't need it because they will feel more secure in where they got it from in the first place rather than you so you need to start judging based on the exposure of your children and talking to them in appropriate languages as well because I'm not going to share information about sex with a 5 year old I think that's stupid personally (laughs) it's a 5 year old why would I I want to sh- that's me personally but if my five-year-old then becomes eight and nine and they are more exposed to things that are not of their age then i will have to address that All issue right. at that point because unfortunately there are young children at the, from the, as young as nine that are already been exposed mm. to pornography and already wow. hooked on pornography All, All right. so wh-
0: Yes. that good thank you victoria change. so what you are saying now is the first yes. place for the education is supposed to be in the home and parents kind of need to yes. wake up to their own responsibility because you are the one that know what yes you're exposing your children to what they are exposed to so we don't leave it with the teachers in the school or the society because if we don't do the right thing, the society will take opportunity and do it because society is going you. to train them for us anyway and to make their own mark and their impression on yeah. the children. Thank you so much. And uh, now, taking it uh, further, yeah. you say you work with the uh, victim of abuse. What do you think sexual abuse is yeah. in your own world? And what are the um, one or two examples of what you have seen as? sexual abuse
1: um sexual abuse is such a very broad term because if you look at it legally the word there's sexual violence and there's sexual okay. assault <laughs> things like sexual assault uh, <laughs> things like sexual assault will fall under crimes like groping when someone gropes you in the street Grop that is a sexual assault. what do you mean
0: by groping
1: that someone touches oh, you inappropriately.
0: You I didn't
1: know that. That's groping. Or someone, um, there's another thing they call it, I can't remember the term, but when someone puts their hand under wow. your skirt, can't, that's do seen as, do that? So, this do you'll be surprised. Do <laughs> yes, they do. Drunk people who are out of their mind or mentally unstable or just people who are just disgusting, they do. Um, and when we go into sexual violence, we're looking at people who are being raped violently or penetrated by any form of object or um, yeah, object or any, any form of um, okay. body parts without All their right. consent. So, sometimes when we look at that aspect, because sometimes people can say, oh God, um, being raped is very different from being touched inappropriately. Mm. Fair enough, but the law would judge it the way it is. Sexual assault, sexual mm. violence. It is still A sexual crime because you didn't consent to it now in terms of um just working with women that have been sexually assaulted it's it's one of those things that it's difficult for them to accept especially if it happened in a marital setting okay so if that person for example um i I can say this that in the law it wasn't up until 1991 that it was now became a law where it's illegal for a husband to rape okay. their wife before that a husband can do whatever he likes because that wife mm. is his property but at 90, 1991 a case happened and that ruling was given that it's illegal for a man to rape or sleep with his wife and without consent even though they're married. Um. that is in the uk yes and that is that's another thing because we have i work with a lot of women that are not british and they come from countries where that's not respected and that's not even okay. that's not even a law so for them they've already accepted that their body belongs to their husband and mm-hmm. they can't say no and so he abused them choice. not just in body. Can you,
0: can you imagine that they don't you have a yeah. choice yeah. and on their value on their yes. self value and their yeah. mental and psychological emotional anyway we're coming to that
1: so the law is made now in the united kingdom <laughs> thank god mm. yeah. so you can't rape your wife you can't say oh she must sleep with me no she doesn't have to and working with those kind of women and realizing that some of them when i, I have to be the one to then explain to them that that is actually rape and they struggle with it because they're like I can't believe that happened to me and I said they need to see it in a way that it was their defense mechanism that if I don't fight this guy it will not turn okay. violent so and you are judges. just accepted for what it is let him do what he needs to do and then move on and when I explained to them that actually you didn't originally consent it wasn't a free will consent it was a consent okay. under duress so that would be framed okay. as rape full stop by the law And having them understand that is very difficult because a lot of them break down they they just can't they feel very overwhelmed especially if they've come from a background where that was not their life before and everything changed when they met this person so it's it's a very it's a very sensitive topic when i work with women that sexual violence or sexual assault is part of their abuse it's very difficult for them for for me to convince them out of it and a lot of them still don't want to admit that it was part why, of the why, abuse. Why do you think they
0: don't there is, want to admit? Is it because they've been because for that the tradition or the culture has yes. really placed that responsibility? Cultural them?
1: Yeah, there's cultural factors involved. There's also knowledge factors because a lot of people think because I didn't stop it, then I must have consented. So what's the point? Okay. And then I have to explain. That's another big conception that I didn't stop him, and I didn't verbally say no. And then I have to explain to them. But you didn't say hmm. yes either. So you didn't say
0: no. But and you then they'll be like, yes. wow. "You
1: didn't say yes. You didn't. You hmm. didn't say yes." And they'll be looking at me like, "What do you mean?" I said, "Did you want it? No, but I didn't have a choice." And then I said, "Exactly. You didn't have a choice, whereas you should have a choice." Hmm. You should always have a choice, and the fact that that choice was taken away from you, legally, it's rape, and they will be like, whoa. So when I ask, because there's a particular question on the risk assessment I have to conduct with all these women, that specifically asks that question. Uh, Have you experienced, um, has he done anything of a sexual nature that has hurt you before, or has made you feel bad? And some women will be quite open with me and tell me. And then some women will be like, they will pause for a minute and then they'll be like, no. Because they paused, I'll be like, why the long pause? (laughs) Why? And then they will explain this, trying to justify it. And then I have to now um, challenge them to say, what you just explained Hmm. is rape. Whether you said it, anyhow you want to say it, you didn't consent. You only did that to shut him up or to stop him Hmm. from abusing you, which means motive behind your yes or whatever you think that was was wasn't true consent so it's very it's a very gray area for a lot of women it's a very painful area for a lot of women because to have to admit that is very painful um but it's something that they can definitely work through with a lot of health and self-esteem building
0: thank you very much and for this how how do you now think that um, we can um you see, it's just like like the coronavirus now, and uh, we are asked to be uh, at home to stay home, and some people are staying home now, living with their abuses. What do you think? Yes. <laughs> what, 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 what is it? How do you? See? What? Do you oh gosh! In fact, people? that is the- they are now living. That
1: that has been a struggle for my work for the past few weeks because now I'm having to monitor a lot of my clients closely. Yes, because I have to come up with code words that I can talk to them if I call and they're not able to talk. Or if he's around the area, I have to come up with texting where they have to delete the text as soon as I finish texting them. But just Imagine to still that. keep in touch Imagine with them. I
0: mean, you text I'm, them and read the yeah. <laughs> text and delete it.
1: Yes. If it's not safe for them to keep it on their phone, they have to delete. And that's the agreement I make with all the clients that I have that are living with. Um, the abusers at the moment and it's really difficult when some of them call me and they're like oh I need to leave I'm like where do you want to go there there is nowhere uh, <laughs> and and sometimes it's a struggle but thankfully it's not so bad because even last week I had to help a woman flee to another side of the of you of, L- of the UK and I was able to find her a space somewhere up far off and they were willing they're willing to take her For that, but they're going to take they agreed to take out next week, Tuesday, after the bank holiday. So I had to say to her, okay, this weekend, you're still going to be in the house with him. You need to be safe. You need to be smart. Do not tell him you are living on Tuesday. I maintain your space. (laughs) Maintain
0: your space. Exactly. So
1: that's the stage. I said to her, I said, do not aggravate him in any shape or form. Say, be a yes ma'am to everything he wants. Um, because it's your, for your safety
0: now, at this point. Now, for, for our safety. But thinking about it, actually, imagine me now in an abusive relationship and I'm di- this lady now that I need to flee by Tuesday and children are involved. What happens when children are involved? Is it be- is it more difficult than when children are not involved? Or is it uh, better that the man will in- uh, not... In- uh, wants his children to see him, uh, them, uh, he, he wouldn't want uh, the children to see him abusing their mom, or will it be the same thing? All the through know, that you've gone through, like,
1: I, I think it's two ways. All right, thank you. It's very difficult when children are involved because it's harder to run with children, mm. it is hard because not just the fact, not it's also legally hard because he does have parental responsibility especially if they put him on the birth certificate so legally there's only so far you can run you can run within london the uk but you can't run out of the country if he's on the if he's on the birth certificate and even if i put you in a refuge you still have and he wants to see the children you have to make efforts that contact still happens even though he doesn't see you
0: all right contact happen because between him or contact happen between him and the, 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 the professionals like you that are looking after
1: me. So it's not going to be... When it comes to children, what tends to happen is that if it's an, if it's a violent relationship, she's allowed to leave the relationship with the children. But when she's in a safe space and he wants to see the children, he can apply to the courts to have access to them.
0: Mm.
1: And they will do something like maybe do a supervised contact where he can meet the children at the contact center without meeting the woman at all. It doesn't have to. Now, there are cases where, and the only way that is judged is if the social workers judge that he is at risk to the children. If he's not at risk, because funny enough, this is the joke of it. When it comes to children, social services can do an assessment whereby they will find that he is not at risk to the okay. children, but just her. Okay. So, which means which means he can um, still see the children as long as she puts safety measures for herself. And a lot of the time, some of the women have said to me that, oh, he's a good father. And
0: that's made me challenge them to say, this guy <laughs> beats you up. Ever 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 husband. Husband. How, How is he a good father? father? How can I please He's
1: a good father. But <laughs> so, and, I, and I have to challenge them because a lot of them have that mentality and they get very sentimental that, oh, I don't want my child to grow up without a father. And I said, but you want your child to grow up with that kind of a person the mother, and then learn from the that
0: thing. person in the
1: process of their being and i said i I usually say to my women i'm like so you want your child to be exposed to that kind of character learn that kind of character and then perpetrate it to other women when they get older that's what you want correct and they'll be looking at me i said look it's the truth because if what you expose your child to is what they're going to take that's what they're going to learn and if you have the opportunity to monitor that why don't you take it but then there's other times where they don't have the opportunity where there is a court order in place because the person is very manipulative and the person has a lot of money where the children have to see him on specific days and she'll be held accountable if she doesn't because there's a court order in place those kind of situations are mega tricky because he now moves the abuse from abusing her directly to using the children to abuse wow. her wow wow so he can't think- Manipulating things like it's my turn to have contact. Where are you? Or he would take the children and not bring them back at the appropriate time, where she can't do anything about it. Then she's stuck waiting for him to bring the kids back, and they use that as a form of controlling
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, the the victims, even when they've left the abusive relationship. Wow, and and they'll be like, yeah,
0: wow. and sorry, uh, continue, continue, sorry. So, so i'm just saying that in that
1: aspect it's, it is a very when children are involved it can get mega tricky then you have the case where the alleged perpetrator do not care about the children those cases are really? like, because that means he doesn't because he doesn't want anything to do with children so you can do what you like really? pretty much it's
0: such cases that like your child, a father much. who is an abuser doesn't even bother about the wife and then the children <laughs> take them away whatever goodbye
1: no, he basically, he took more pleasure in abusing her than having the kids around. So when she decides to wake up and leave, he doesn't care. And sometimes I've moved women and I was like, have you heard from him? Does he want to see the children? he will be like, no. Nope. Hmm. He doesn't care like that. And that kind of case is more straightforward. Because that means that she doesn't have to go through the court system. Social services will not... We don't really have anything to say because, you know he doesn't care and he's not engaging so they'll just tell her look keep living your life away from the crazy person and that's a lot more easier but it's when they want to get involved and some of them get involved with really bad intention not because they want to see the children but because they actually want to use that to control the woman to say Mm -hmm. i'm in control Mm -hmm. i i can see my children as and when Mm -hmm. i please
0: and you you said something just a while ago and I, I just want to pick something from that, because I've it before that someone told me, oh, only women that are abused are women that have no job, because I have a job, I have money, like he has money, I don't depend on him financially, there is no way he can uh-uh. abuse me. Do you think even people, professionals or people that have job and have money, can they be under any abuse? In First and
1: foremost, I'm gonna clar- I I want to clarify that myth that is a lie. Okay, anybody, anybody, anyone that says that is absolutely ignorant. Anyone can fall victim of a domestic abusive really? relationship. Anybody. I say this because I've worked with women that are lawyers that have been domestically abused, I've worked with women that are police officers <laughs> that have been domestically
0: abused. Police
1: police officers and i've worked with women that are also doing the same job i do
0: Ah. that have been abused and they are and the husband know the job they do and still go ahead and abuse
1: them no and you know we live in the uk not necessarily husbands these are partners that they they are living with or someone that they dated for a a period of time yeah so anybody it does not matter it abuse is not a respecter of whether you live on benefits or and you work. It doesn't matter that in, the
0: husband is
1: educated or not. Does. Doesn't matter. It does not In fact it's even worse when um it's harder when I meet when I'm working with professionals that have been abused because he also is in a professional standing. So it's difficult because she's like he's got money. So I can't do anything. Mm. And he's worried, well, no one's gonna believe me. And that's one of the reasons they don't come forward because who would, if you go into a police station and you tell them one of your police officers is abusing me <laughs> that fear know what's <laughs> happened. and they know the law, and they so,
0: break the law
1: they know the law and they know exactly what to say and what to avoid and some of them are so manipulative they know how to abuse without physically showing that like they won't they won't hit you in places that people can physically oh, see they will hit you in places that you wear a top; no one will know you're hurting there because that's
0: they won't hit your face or anything like that, so that people wouldn't ask My questions. Goodness. And it's kind of hidden cover talking about Africans. The clothes cover a yeah. lot of things. Now, uh, yeah, share. I know what I
1: find, and you know what I find is that. People honestly have this perception that domestic abuse is basically when they beat you black and blue. I can give you a free fact that there's loads of women out there that are in an abusive relationship, but because the guy has not beaten them up, they refuse to acknowledge it as a domestic abusive wow.
0: relationship. These things happening in the church, I mean, among Christians,
1: massively, really. really. Okay, <laughs> and it's a, more it's the fact that why i say this is that it's a fact because i'm not there's not a lot of women in the church that there's some of them that have been beaten black and blue yes and then there's some of them that have not been beaten black and blue but it's obvious that their relationship is an abusive one i always say to my clients or even professionals when they're like how is he abusive how is he controlling i always ask them take a skill who holds the power more out of the book to them because in any marriage in any relationship it's not a one person says everything it's a partnership which means there should be nobody in over control here yes the bible says we should submit to our husband but then we need to also look at what the criteria is for the husband god commanded the husband to love the wife which includes submission loving is not just saying the words if you wanted to really love the way god loves the church that means you're ready to die for that woman Mm -hmm. full stop which is higher commitment he didn't say woman love the man he just said submit (laughs) <laughs> this is what he
0: said <laughs> okay, go on.
1: A, lot, a lot of people in the church has twisted that to a controlling relationship mm. where they control mm. the woman and because they're not the woman they're self-righteous mm. about it a lot of women I've actually worked with women that come to me and they're in the faith but they, they can't even tell their pastor because they, they think the pastor is not going to do anything all the pastor is going to do is like oh let's pray about it and he's a really good guy he's just going through a tough time and yet the woman is mm. suffering mm. and then there's also this one where i've had someone say okay they can't do divorce you know it's it's, it's a taboo okay. and then i've had women have lost their faith because of the lack of support from the yeah. church she's like i would mm. never go back into the church after what that man did and nobody said anything mm i had another one tell me where she said the pastor was coming she could see him through the window coming in while her husband was beating her up this guy turned around and walked away wow
0: the pastor turned around and walked
1: away walked away
0: really
1: meanwhile he could window because he could hear the screaming and the shouting that's what she told me and i was like wow and then she goes he came back later i was like did it
0: now <laughs> <laughs> wow this and, is a, and, the thing about my my goodness but where is it in the bible that man should even raise his hand up and beat his, his wife yeah. that is
1: that, there's nowhere but that's the thing those ones that raise their hands up are the ones that hide it more in the church because they know oh that's that one is an obvious abuse but the ones that I'm really pained pain about is the ones that because they don't beat their wife, people don't see it and they are women suffering a lot in the church and driving themselves crazy because they think they're not submitting enough that's why their husband is talking to them that way that's why their husband is treating treating them that way mm-hmm. making them feel smaller than themselves putting them down all the time comparing them to other people's so wives you are
0: saying now Victoria, because, emotional abuse and physical abuse there is none that is better yeah Oh, there is none that is none you know carrying more more weight even if somebody is not in fact but is you know giving me negative words throwing words at me comparing me with somebody else breaking my ass giving me an emotional trauma is as worse as beating me and giving me marks on my body in fact
1: personally think it's actually worse the emotional side is worse because someone said something to me says when it comes to physical injury you can heal and it will go away emotional the words will last you for a lifetime you will never forget when someone says something that is derogative especially if it's repeated over and over again and it now becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy someone like for example calls you an idiot for 10 years straight in your life at one point you start believing Mm, that you're an idiot mm,
0: Because you hear it's it so often, emotional and it's kind of permanent so in your brain and all that. Yes. But uh, thinking yes. about it, uh, yes. <laughs> my goodness, Victoria, thank you so much. My, you know, thinking about it, how then do you, oh goodness, how then do you think some women we know and be convinced that God is good if this kind of evil is happening in the church? take for an, for example uh a woman in an abusive relationship and the husband is a minister in the church uh. holding the microphone praying fire down and uh, you know preaching in the church even some pastors you know let's get it let's yes. get at it even some pastors you know how do you think yeah. people women the women that are concerned the children we now think they will be convinced that god is good are we not abusing god even in our own in the way we serve god in the way we act what do you think victoria what's your take
1: i my take on that person and this is okay i'm going to use the word person. i will use according to the scriptures is that first and foremost people idolize people rather than the word okay. of god What I would advise women in that sense is go straight to the word of God. A man can stand up and preach a beautiful message, doesn't make him a cold person, doesn't make him a pastor, doesn't make him a Christian, actually. What I will always say to that woman, because they look at the man, they look at the human and they think, oh, but he preaches. I'm like, the devil can preach. So can the demons. So please do not even go there. Go to what the Bible says about what an actual marriage should look like and what God's message is for you. Don't go to what you heard from a pulpit, go straight to the word of God. And from that, make your decision. What is God telling you through his word to do? Not because of some guy preaches in the pulpit, because so many people preach, but they are not meant to. So many people can pick, even my so many people claim to be Christians, but have no idea how far they've missed the mark because they're not following the scriptures, they follow their own made-up words or their own mm. made-up feelings. So I always say, this situation, I, I remember encouraging a lady and I was saying to her, I said, where in the Bible does he say he's allowed to do that? If somebody says to him, tell me, This the Bible is big or oh, you can Google it and word search it. Find, tell me where. And when you cannot find what it is that that character, that person is portrayed in the Word of God, then that person and the Word of God are not in sync. They are not. That person and the Word of God are two different people. Mm. And that person cannot claim to be the preacher of the Word of God if you don't mm. live it. If you don't live that life, if you don't portray that life, if you don't walk in that way, you cannot claim to be a exactly. preacher of the Word. And that should, be, that should be what convinces women to go, Ah, this man, even if he preaches and throws hand, and apparently he heals a lot of people, he's not living the Word of God. Then he's not a man of God. So, what are are you after—the man, or are you actually after God? Thank you very much. That is the question women Mm. should ask.
0: Uh, Okay, now moving forward, why do you think um, women stay in abusive relationships? They are being abused, and they still Uh. stay there. What, what, what do you think that uh, is?
1: Familiarity. They like the familiar space of where, and when you're used to something the fear of the unknown all right okay. if you were to leave, if you were to leave and a lot of women also fear of being lonely okay a lot of women especially if they've had like like maybe three or four kids they'll be like where do i go where am i go? how am i going to start again so the who am fear i going go to go to not life.
0: knowing what you are meeting or fear not being able to to stay yeah. on your own like oh i will not be a single parent yeah. Or the society, yeah.
1: how they will look at me. or Me, exactly. And a lot of people look at, there's another thing, there's this social perception that how would, like you said, how would people look at me? Um, what would they think? They won't believe me that he's the one doing all of this. There's a lot of things going on through their mind. Or if I give him another chance, he will change. There's a lot of things. And this is the bit that people fail to understand that at the end of the day, it's you that is wearing the shoe, yeah, not people around you. And people people will always say things. You cannot stop human beings from talking. You can never. Definitely. You are right. Anyone who has experienced any form of trauma or abuse needs to work on recognizing good patterns. Reason I say this is that someone who's been abused as a child has associated a lot of bad things to that abuse. And they long to find something good. And if they're not carefully trained or thought they will find that so-called good thing in the wrong place so if somebody is being abused like oh you're only loved i only come to you when you wear this certain type of clothes or you look a certain way or you dress a certain way that person can unfortunately associate that no. to how mm-hmm. they find love you know consciously not willingly but subconsciously associated you, because baby. that's all they know so usually Traumatized or abused in that sense, need to work on what is positive love because they've been fed negative love or affection. It's not even love; negative affections through that abuse, and it's very understandable, common for people to do what maya did—jump into the first relationship because they've been longing for something pure, but they don't even know what it looks like. They've never experienced it, so they need to to understand that actually this is what it looks like. They need to experience it in a positive way, or be taught it in a positive way that's why people go to counseling or read self-help books or whatever to try and understand that and for people like us that are of, of the faith we go straight to the bible and see how god actually loves and that helps us understand what we are actually looking for when we see it we can mirror it like okay does your love mirror what i see in the bible and you would be like oh yeah that's then that's love but then when it doesn't mirror it instead it mirrors something in fashion magazine mm-hmm. then mate you gotta thank run you. <laughs> thank
0: you thank you very <laughs> run well. now randy novi <laughs> Before you go, you're going to pray for us because we know there are people out there who are going through abuse and they don't really know what to do. And some people have seen agencies just yes. like yourself and they have told them what they need to do and they are still at a crossroad. And my heart mm. actually goes to that woman that you said, you know, called you and by Tuesday you are settling now. And I'm just thinking why I'm sitting in my house being yes. comfortable, looking well and, you know, doing things yeah. in this lockdown, she is watching every step every move psychologically emotionally she's sleep, she's lying down she pretends to be sleeping but emotionally mm-hmm. she's not sleeping because she knows anything can hit her and she's counting yeah. the clock you know she's watching the clock tickling and yeah. all that but before we, we 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 round up with that before you pray for us and uh, the, my listener my chat is people listening do I know, like people like Joyce Meyer, redemption and you know, finding Christ because God has promised that He will be our shield, He will be our covering, our grace, our strength, and power. And uh, we, He will make us to be untouchable. And uh, what are the signs in a nutshell? Just a few, I say 10, 10, 10 seconds. What are the signs you think somebody should look out for? In an abusive relationship, or you are courting somebody, what are the signs that you feel? Maybe there are no signs. Tell us if there are no signs, but if there are signs, just in a nutshell, rounding up. Thank you.
1: Who holds the control? You or the other person, or is it balanced? Is it a partnership or is it a dictatorship? That's all the things you need to look out for because the minute that it becomes a dictator and you need to be also self-reflected because you could be the abuser yourself if you are dictated all, all right. the time who holds the control those are the very unobvious ones then there's the obvious ones of if he's always putting you down if he's always trying to make you look foolish in public not just in private if he's trying to belittle everything and single thing you collecting do. Collecting and if he's controlling everything you do so those are because there's correcting
0: and There's correcting and there's
1: correcting There's two mm. different mm. times Putting you down, not even because you can correct mm. with the positivity mm. by helping, because mm. not everyone is perfect. But then there's correct where you cut the person down like mm. a tree. I like that. This difference, mm. and this is the thing. You're in a you a, part, a partnership. That's why I say, look at who holds the balance of mm. of control here. Is one person more controlling than the other? and that's where you can begin to start evaluating are you in the right relationship do I have to
0: say about even my own life you know
1: Mm. exactly are you in the right and that's the thing if one person is calling the shots then it's not a partnership it's a dictatorship thank you
0: very much I think uh, another thing is that culture has so much to do for us from the African descent that they say the husband is the head of the home and this is what I I find somebody one time telling the wife in this day and age, the same way my father handles my mother is the way I will handle you because my father stopped my mom from working. <laughs> so you are not going to be working. And it was so controlling. Apparently, the marriage did not last. It didn't last because it was of so course. abusive and all that. She was more or less like a servant and a maid in the in the relationship. And yeah. Christ said, he has set us free. And we have freedom, not just for the men, yeah. but even for the women. And I, 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 rounding up, I, I feel yeah. that sometimes... It boils down to lack of godly fear and wisdom. When people don't yeah. fear God, they just think they are the Alpha, they are the Omega, they are the God, quote unquote, in relationships.
1: And, and I think so. Also, people don't fear God because mm. they don't know Him. So many people walk around and think they know God, wow. but they don't actually know. Wow. That's why they, yeah. You, you don't know, so you can't fear something mm. you don't know. Thank
0: you so much. So that's wow, Victoria, thank you so much, Victoria Uber. It's it's, no, no, no. it's it's wonderful having you, and I want to that's thank you, all the way from the United Kingdom. We, my, on behalf of myself, the listeners, and my charties, I want to thank you so much for coming on the program. I know very very soon round the corner we will have you again because there are so many questions, but we are short no. of time. I I know you have another appointment and for me too, there is a time limit from my producer and uh, you told us so much (laughs) and I think people can relate with many things, they go and listen to it again and again, Christ has set us free, redemption makes the difference, but if you are an abusive relationship, even in the church as a Christian Please, please, please seek for help. The app is out there. I know yes. some churches are even trying to have a cancelling team, the marital cancelling team. And uh, you might need a space, you might need a bit of a space for some time. And um, yep. that is very, very um, uh, approved. And there is nothing wrong in that. So thank you so much for you, for you from us to you Victoria we are so grateful and we just want you to close with just a short prayer please pray for us Okay
1: Okay um dear heavenly father god thank you so much for this time to be able to do this podcast, I am so honoured, O oh Lord, to be able to be asked to do this podcast. So, God, thank you so much. Thank you, Father, for all the ways you work, all the ways you bless us, all the ways you enrich our souls, and you encourage us, Lord, Heavenly Father. I thank you that for this podcast, and I ask that for whoever is listening, whoever is going to listen, Amen. that they are blessed, Amen. that they are encouraged, that they seek if they need to be coming if they need to talk about being in an abusive relationship or they feel alone and they can't speak to anyone please help them to reach out we are at a time where we are all on lockdown but everything is yes. going on through social media so please lord allow them to reach out and seek help because there is help out there social media is going crazy people are posting people are reaching out so there is hope lord i just thank, thank you, you for this time we love you so much
0: Amen. We pray. Once Amen. Again, Victoria, I thank you so much. God will continue to be with you. Grant you more wisdom and grace, promotion in your work. We are so opportune. And thank you so much Amen. for out of your time, very tight schedule, even at a short notice being on this program. Until I come with you again to my chat, is my listener. It's your program, my program, your girl, your friend. Chat with Toyi. Thank you so much. And I just want you to remember at all times, Jesus is Lord. Bye.